almost quit. I'm a country boy. I'm from West Virginia. I don't know nothing about this big time stuff. I just, I never even asked to be big. I wanted to be effective, not famous. Famous is the consequences of being effective. I didn't know nothing about being famous and I didn't like it. And so there I was. And when you first knew, everybody attacks you first and figures you out later. And the first time I was in the Washington Post, the article was so vicious it made me nauseous. I was so shocked that you could say that stuff about somebody you didn't even know based on assumptions and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. They piece it all together and you don't get the same thing back. So I decided I don't want this. I was preaching for Pastor Bishop Donnie Mears and I was, nobody knew it because preachers can override their feelings and function. I preached the place was on fire, but inside I want to quit. I told God, I'm through with this. I'm not going through this. I don't need this. I don't, see, I don't need that. I'm, I'm a guy who likes to go get his own chicken wings. I don't have to have all of that stuff to be happy. So I said, I'm not doing this no more. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this because I don't need this and I didn't ask for this. I'm only doing this because of, of what happened in my life, of the circumstances that happened in my life. He put me on stage. I didn't ask for it. And when I saw how much it cost, I thought, you can have that right back here. You can have that right back up in here. I don't need it. So I was mad inside, and I was hurt. And uh, I stayed up in the fellowship with the pastors because I didn't want to go back to my room and sulk in my own sorrows. And they said, there's a lady downstairs waiting to see you. The service was over, and the fellowship was over. The pastors started to leave. I was trying to outweigh her. I thought she'd give up and leave. And when I finally came down the steps, she was there. And she was just a willowy bit of a woman. And uh, she said, Bishop Jacks, she said, uh, I've been in the hospital. She said, uh, I was pregnant in my fallopian tubes. And the baby died in my tubes. And I was carrying around a dead baby. And the toxicity from the baby almost killed me. And she said, the only thing that kept me alive was hearing you preach. She said, if you hadn't been preaching to me every day, I swear I would have died. And then she looked at me and she said, it's for us. It's not for them. It's for us. It hit me so hard. I didn't even get her name. I got in the car and cried all the way back to my room because she reminded me why I was there. Last week when I text you, I was up in Baltimore in D.C. and I was doing a book signing. And this woman came up to the table to buy sword. <laughs> she said, you don't remember me, do you? I said, no, she didn't even look like the same person. She's all dressed up and gained weight. She felt like she wanted to say, wow. she said, I met you in the bottom of Donnie Mears Church. 
years ago and I burst into tears. I lost it. I stopped the signing and I jumped up and hugged her. If it were not for that woman. We all have things that obstacles that were in our way at some point or another. We all had doubt. But we chose. We chose. Using the darker emotions, the anger or resentment or frustration and sadness, using that as a weapon. No matter what happens, the storm eventually ends. And when the storm does end, you want to make sure that you're ready. Really learn to put one foot in front of the other, because eventually that storm passes. Those times when you get up early and you work hard, those times when you don't feel like working, you're too tired, you don't want to push yourself, but you do it anyway. That is actually the dream. I didn't know if I could do it. It was my daughter who kind of put things in perspective for me, Gianna. She's now 13. She was like, well, you, know, you always tell us to go for it. We're not on this stage just because of talent or ability. We're up here because of 4 a.m. We're up here because of two-a-days or five-a-days. We're up here because we had a dream and let nothing stand in our way. If anything tried to bring us down, we used it to make us strong. We were never satisfied, never finished. We'll never be retired. That's how you have to be if you want to be a winner. There's just no way around it. Rest at the end, not in the middle. And I took that to heart. My next dream is to be honored one day for inspiring the next generation of athletes to have a dream, sacrifice for it, and never ever rest in the middle. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever, because believing that the dots will connect down the road will give you the confidence to follow your heart even when it leads you off the well-worn path, and that will make all the difference. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. You've got to find what you love, and that is as true for work as it is for your lovers. Your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking and don't settle. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. I'm back. Oh boy, do I have some heat for you today. This one I'm going to serve up today. I have the chef apron on with the chef hat. Tools is locked and loaded. 
We're going we're gonna to get to this episode because I can't even wait no longer. Three impact secret values that you will receive today is no victims, only willing participants. Be ready for when the storm passes the dream. Never fail or fall victim to the ultimatum game. Again, no victims, only willing participants. Be ready when the storm passes the dream. And number three, never fall victim to the ultimate, um, the ultimatum game. Today's episode is entitled Don't Die Until I See You. Trying to fulfill other people's expectations for you. Again, don't die until I see you trying to fulfill other people's expectations for you. Let's get into today's show. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. As always, big up. Thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through personal development and business. I am your humble host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, that just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know Mr. Fisk's slogan, never rest in the middle, always rest in the end. You see, family, as I was composing this message, it hit home for me in so many different ways. We can first start off with the clip of T.D. Jakes. You see, we all can relate to that some way, somehow. It may not be about the fame piece of things, but it has to do with, I almost quit. Or maybe you did actually quit and give up. You see, reason why that resonates so well with me is because if I look back, and I've shared this with you before, if I look back at my life and what I did do, look back at my life and start examining things, I was like, uh, I started and I stopped because of what I was feeling of pressure from friends and family. And when I say pressure, I mean not trusting my instincts and continuing to keep going to build these sets and reps and understanding how to deliver a message and understanding how to broaden my, broaden my skill set so I just don't get stuck in a career or as you guys always know, I'm going to break it down as, as my, Dr. Miles Monroe says of having a job and having work. By the way, the actual title of Don't Die Until I See You that particular piece came from Dr. Miles Monroe. And I I, I loved it so much because I, I believe a lot of times in life, family, that we, we get so caught up in others' ultimatums and expectations of us that we live their life and we don't live our own life. And when we live their life, we are depressed. We are frustrated. We are mad with life and we're asking questions and we are we then we, we go into that whole victim mode. See, victims are not ones that participate 
extremely well. Let me clarify that. What I mean by that is, is that you get to a point and you've been there. I've been there. You get to a point where you just said enough is enough and it is what it is. And there's no way that I can change it. So I'll just stay in it. And when you stay in this situation, you don't have a chance to grow. You don't have a chance to prosper mentally, financially, in any other way that you can think of because of the fact of you're not living your best version of you. You're meeting all the obligations of everyone else. See, I never understood when someone would say, I just got lost in this relationship. And I'm not talking about a relationship of being with your significant other. I am talking about the relationship of life. See, we get lost because of the fact of that, again, when you want to be everything to everybody, you forget about you. See, I love what Cat Williams has said. He said, you need to take care of your star player. Your star player is yourself. See, if you can't get yourself right, if you can't get yourself on track, if you can't get yourself moving forward, how can you think that you can help somebody else? Oh, oh, family, I know you've been there. I know you've been there. Come with me on this ride. Just jump in the passenger seat. I promise you I'm going to drive you to a destination. And when we by the time we get to this destination, I promise you that you're going to have an aha moment if you don't. Your money's back because this is free anyway. But this is good value that I'm giving you. When are you going to come out of that shell and really stand up and step out and have the courage to be you? Oh, why? Because they won't accept you at the country club. Oh, why? They won't accept you in that circle. So now you cut your hair and you style the way they style, but you don't stand out. You only stand in. Mm. I think that's an aha moment. That is definitely an aha moment. You see, we weren't born to fit in. How do I know this? Because if we were born to fit in, then we will all look alike. We will all sound alike. We will all move alike. We will all have the same features. But it's not the case. So why are you allowing yourself to be in a position where it's not about being uncomfortable because you know that's what we practice and what we we talk about here of being uncomfortable because being uncomfortable is on this is where greatness is at. That has nothing to do with it. What it has to do with it, you're really actually comfortable. Because you've allowed what people have said about you for so long that now you're like, maybe she's right. Maybe he's right. You see, that's why it's important. Matter of fact, it's imperative that you listen to content like this on a daily basis. I didn't know how well or how much or was it worth it until I had my own trials and tribulations. Ultimatums. I've never personally fared well in ultimatums. Ultimatums. 
I've been told if you don't do this, then I am leaving the relationship. If, if you don't do this, you, you're no longer my friend. If you don't do this, we no longer can communicate. If you don't do this, you see, at first I was confused because I, I was confused because I was like, why would you need to manipulate the situation? Because until I understood the whole aspects of manipulations, I had to go through being manipulated. And once you understand manipulations, you understand that the purpose of being manipulated or someone manipulating you is because they want control because they lack control in their life. They see what the, what you're doing and see the potential of where you're going. And they know if you figure it out before they, if they, if you figure it out, it's an opportunity for them to lose you. And once they feel that they lose you, then they, they, they go into their own way about things. If that makes any sense. See, see when, when that has ever happened to me, I realized that it was a control factor because of a insecurity or false belief that they had in themselves. And it saddens me because I see that this happens a lot where people have great intentions. They get in a situation with great intentions and 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 wanting to to be the best version of themselves, and then they have a they're in a environment which doesn't allow them to really explode with their personality, with their with their gifts and 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 with everything else that God has blessed them with on top of what they're working on to be great. And so they cower down. You see, I've seen this a lot of times in women where 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 a, a woman doesn't want to make her 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 man feel a particular way. Uh, so she 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 kind of pulls back or she doesn't really show who she truly is because of the fact of she doesn't want that man to feel insecure. And what I don't like about that is, is I could never understand that. Why wouldn't you want your, your woman to, to be great, to be successful? Why? Because her success will be a reflection and that reflection will bounce on you and you guys are winning together. So when you are in situations, I, and then I've seen it in in, 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 in in working in particular jobs where a manager, oh, oh my God, I'm about to go somewhere with this, so work with me. I've seen where managers would basically take people's work, their direct reports work, <laughs> and put their name on it. Yep, 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 yep. And they will put their name on it and, and don't give their direct report the credit that they deserve. 
And when that happens, a disdain and a bad, as my mama would say, bad taste is left in that person's mouth because they start thinking they're inadequate. They start thinking they're not enough. So then they go into a shell. See, see, ultimatums to me and people's expectations to me is a way of people trying to force you into a shell that you don't get to come out and shine. Because it takes courage to live on your terms as far as being you. Because not everyone is going to accept you. Not everyone is going to believe in you. Not everyone is going to to be in your corner and be your cheerleaders for life. I was reading an article recently and it was they have a master class in which uh, it's a sort of like a boot camp in a sense. And how this boot camp works is more or less about, you know, uh, through leadership and, you know, personal development and, th- you know, things I love. And what happened is, is that what they talked about is when people would leave those, those, um, those boot camps, it was important for them to continue down that same road as far as all the information they learned and they, they were applying to their life that they had to continue to continue to do continuous training because when you get out into the real world, now you have to see if this stuff works. And when I say the real world, the real world could be your family. And in this article, this, this, this woman who was a, uh, I don't know what, I think she was, she was some type of executive and she was frustrated because of the fact that when she went back and was all excited and telling her family and things like that, they started challenging her and being more, you know, being negative. And the professor said to her, well, how about you do this? Those people that are being negative towards you and, 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 and acting that way. And when you're trying to be optimistic and have a optimistic approach of like life is great. And you know, whatever happens is, is meant for you, not, not against you have them write down all of the negative things that they are thinking or feel about what you're trying to do and write down the positive things. And she came back to report and said, Hey, look, what I noticed is, is that when they gave me back the list, cause they decided to take the homework on is that they, they wrote down more negative than they did positive. You see, people can always tell you what is going to go wrong, what is not right. That's easy. That lets you know how society is. Is challenging. I'll just use that word for that context, because why wouldn't you want to. Provide positivity of, of, of to whoever that person is and say, hey, you want to go be an entrepreneur or you want to go after that promotion, man, you can do it. Hey, these are some things I would recommend uh, to so you can make sure that you get it. Why would you focus so much on the things that's not going to happen for you versus the things that can happen for you?
Why would you walk into a situation and continually to be negative? See, that's what it's like in life, family, when you when you take that stand to be courageous and not allow family members, friends and co-workers to take the steering wheel of your life. Because if you allow them to do it, they will do it. And some some of them have gotten to the point where they don't even know that they're really doing it. They believe that they're assisting and helping you. Because they don't want you to go through what they went through. There's a message in this, too, because. See, what you should if you've been through something. You should frame it in a way that allows the person that's coming to you for consultation to have them understand the whole picture. Just like I shared with you when uh, Kobe Bryant told it, when he told his counselor, he wanted to go to the, to the NBA. He wanted to be an NBA player said, that's not possible. Even let's look at Steve Harvey from yesterday. where we played on the clip where he, he told his teacher, he wanted to be on TV. She said, that's not, who do you know is on TV? Who, what family or friends, what people from this school do you know ever made it on TV? Limited beliefs. See, family, you have to understand and be able to spot limited beliefs in people faster nowadays, because if you don't, if you don't, you may think it's coming out of love, but it's not coming out of love. It's not coming from a place of growth. There's a difference. uh, There's a difference from guiding someone and dictating someone. I like what Jim Rome said when he talked about, you know, don't take orders but take consultation in a sense. I may have messed that up, but any, any so words, basically don't allow yourself to be dictated to when you're seeking advice or you're seeking or, or someone is coming into you and, and maybe you didn't even ask for the advice or, and or consultation. They just gave it to you, but don't, don't take orders. This is your life. They can only fit one body in a coffin at a time. So do you want to not live your life and be the person that you're, you're, you're destined to be and live your purpose to the fullest because of what others think about you? See, family, what we have to start doing is understanding that When the storm is occurring, it's an opportunity for it's it's sort of like pruning season in a sense. Because it's giving you an opportunity to focus and you may not even realize it is giving you an opportunity to to understand that that. Yes, life has ups and downs and yes, life has twists and turns, but and then we already know about conjunction. That means the but has just canceled everything that was in front of it. Now we're starting a new new path. And but the opportunity for you to be who you want to be, for you to take it out, take a risk 
for you to finally do what you've always wanted to do is there. It's up to you to step up and live on courage, live with courage, live with purpose as you're going through. And it's not going to be easy, family. I'm living proof. You're going to have people that you really love turn their back on you. And they turn their back on you is because of what you didn't do for them. But they never talk about what they didn't do for you. (laughs) I know, I know this is a little deep today, family, but I had to come with it because I want I want to make sure that not only you as well as myself, that we don't that we don't leave this earth before we start living our true life, that we don't die. Not being who we were called to be, that we don't die without living the purpose that really is just eating us up inside that I don't know about you, but sometimes I get those, I get those butterflies in my stomach. And I like what Tim Grover told Michael Jordan when he said, you know, I get butterflies before the start of the game. He said, Tim Grover said, just make sure that they're all going in the same direction. I get butterflies when I do this. I'm so excited. I love just having the opportunity to really just construct and then provide information that I know is valuable that sometimes I wish somebody would just come to me and speak to me in this particular matter. There are some awesome speakers out there, but I'm different. My road is a little bit different of how I got here. You ask, how can someone like myself do this knowing all the pain, frustration and agony And I'm still smiling. I'm still here. So I challenge you today, family. Don't die until I see you. And stop trying to fulfill the expectations of others who can care less. About. You because of the fact of the fear that they have and the limited beliefs that they have. One day in ancient Greece, a politician met Socrates at the marketplace. The man greeted Socrates and said, I want to tell you what I just heard about your friend, Agathon. Hold on, Socrates said. Before you talk to me about Agathon, let's apply some filters on what you're about to say. The first filter is truth. Are you absolutely sure that what you're about to tell me is true? Actually, I'm not sure, the man said. This is something I heard from Amberosa and all right, Socrates continued. So you do not know if what you're about to tell me is true. Okay, well, let's move on to the second filter. This is about this. What you're about to tell me about Agathon. Is this something good? Mm, No, not contrary to the point. Okay, wait. So. You want to tell me something bad about my friend, Agathon, but you're not certain it's true. Still, there's one filter left. Let's see if your your information can pass this one successfully. The third filter is usefulness. Is what you're about to tell me about my friend, Agathon, going to be useful to me? Well, let me think about it. 
No, not really. Well, concluded Socrates, if what you're going to tell me something about that, that's neither true nor good nor useful to me, why even tell me at all? That should sum up today's message today, family, about don't die until I see you trying to fulfill other people's expectations for you. Just think if we start putting filters on what people say to us, as Socrates did. If we start saying what you're about to tell me, is this true or is this really just gossip that you heard? What you're about to share with me, is it beneficial as far as it, is it good for my friend that the information you're sharing? If it's not, then why not? Why share it with me in court? They call what they say, if it's not facts, it's hearsay. And the third and most valuable point is, is this valuable? Is this information you're about to share with me going to add additional value to my life? If it's not, then let's end this conversation right now. No disrespect. But this is information that maybe you could share with someone else that would, that cares about that. I have too many other things going on in my life that I need to focus on. And now you're, you've just literally just wasted some of my time, time in which I won't get back. So to put a stop to this, there's no point of us even moving forward and talk about what you want to talk about. See family, if we did that with how people's expectations and ultimatums are on us. Wow. Wow. I always tell people I don't do ultimatums. I just never, I've, I'm, I'm undefeated. <laughs> I'm undefeated because I feel like if you have to put an ultimatum versus having a conversation with me and us finding a compromise and a, a way in which we can work through it instead of you dictating the terms, that's manipulation. Well, family, This has been today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Put a lot into this this particular show today because this topic resonates so well with me in my life. And I see a lot of people similar to me that struggle with this because you want to you want to please everyone. You want to make people happy, but you lose your happiness. You lose your sense of worth through this through the through the process of the relationship. And that relationship can be work. That relationship can be, you know, to people. I am just talking, I, I'm generalizing it, but majorly I'm really focusing on people. So family, I hope you take the, today's information and have the courage to stand tall and know that if you have to be manipulated through ultimatums, that person is not for you. If you have to be manipulated through ultimatums, that situation, that job, that career is not for you. This has been your host, ED, and thank you for giving me your time today because I know you will never get it back and I hope there's something or some things that you can walk away from this show that you enjoyed. Peace.